Hey, it's Anna Sale, and I want to thank you for listening to Death, Sex, and Money, where I explore the big questions and hard choices that are often left out of polite conversation. You can hear new episodes ad-free every week on Amazon Music, where you can find Death, Sex, and Money and all of your Slate favorites without the ads. This is Anna. A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode with a woman we called Alice. She talked about why she shoplifts and why she's not really afraid of getting caught. I know I'm a white female, so, I mean, I feel like I would get off a lot easier than some other people would. How does that feel to say out loud? It's kind of disgusting to me, but, I mean, it's how the world is, so I sort of use it to my advantage. We got a lot of responses to this episode, mostly negative. Oh, oh, God. I was like, I was so appalled. Hearing someone justify stealing upset a lot of you. One of you commented, I'm not a violent person, but I fantasized about smacking her. Someone else wrote, I've never been so angry listening to a podcast. Kara, whose husband works in retail, sent in a voice memo. I really wish that Alice could hear the anger and defeat from my husband when he tells me that his store was hit again. It felt like there was more to talk about here. So I reached back out to two listeners to hear why they reacted the way they did. I called up Alyssa from Atlanta. She'd written us an email saying she felt almost betrayed by the episode because she couldn't find a way to connect to Alice. When I ended this episode, I really felt like I didn't understand why she was chosen in particular to get to have such a large platform. Like, what about her made her interesting? Or or not interesting, but worthy? You know, why give a microphone to somebody who justifies her behavior by saying, you know, I'm poor or I grew up poor? Do you think we should have done this episode? Oh, that's such a hard question for me. I th- uh, Because something I've been thinking about is that if this were fiction, would I be interested? And I think the answer is yes. Huh. Because I want to know about, like, people who are conflicted. I want to know about people who, like, make choices that are different from me and people who make choices that I think are, like, dangerous or or like wrong but i don't want to know that like real people see darkness and they go for it Mm. and one thing we heard a lot from people was how alice talked about race are you are you white do you identify as white Uh, yes yes i'm white Uh like how do you think being white affected the way you heard this I think it's really frustrating to have a white woman openly admit that being a white woman gets you out of things, but that she's going to use that to her advantage. It like, it's like, um, seems like it it just sort of makes all white women look bad in a way. (laughs) Like, and, and I think like, that's probably another thing that um, is is hard to listen to is that white women do have an easier time with a lot of things and um, that 
um, just just sort of everybody gets painted with one brush. So you have to be really careful when you're using that brush, when you're speaking on behalf of white women. Like, you do have that privilege, so so be careful, you know? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a... It's a hard thing to hear. It's a hard thing to hear that somebody like openly admits that they're taking advantage of white privilege. That's hard. And it's like shaming to hear as a white person knowing that that's a privilege that we walk around with. Totally. Trevor, a listener in Brooklyn, told me Alice's comment about whiteness wasn't a surprise to him, but it still hurt. And he was disappointed by my response to it. It was just hard to hear. Because as a black person, you're just like, okay, this is what we say is a problem. And here, this white woman is admitting to, yeah, I, I probably get away with this because I'm white. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, just, it just left such a bad taste in my mouth. It just was disgusting. You said in your comment, because of people like her, I'm the one followed around in the store. Yes. Yeah. Is that yeah. How? I mean, I, I am. I mean, I've been following. The thing is, I've never shoplifted in my adult life. I mean, I may have as a child because children just don't know any better. They pick up things. Um, but I mean, as an adult, I've never stolen from the store, but I'm followed around the store constantly. And it's very frustrating because you're just like, I make good money. Why would I be stealing from you? Hmm. And you also said this was a very problematic episode. Oh, my God. It was so problematic. Tell I me about that. Well, I mean, there was one instance, and I'm not trying to call you out, but there was Please one Please do. Inst- That's why I'm calling you. No, I'm no, calling no. you to call us out, Trevor. No, no, but no, there was one instance where she had said something, and I was just like, okay, Miss Sale can go in there right now, and she can tell her as another white woman to another white woman, and it was just like, oh, they missed that opportunity, because she could have said something to her and like sort of put her on the spot, like, did you think that was right to be doing this? And I was just like, you didn't say it? And I was just like, you know what? It's okay. I'm not going to be mad at them, because it was a difficult episode. It was just very difficult. Hmm. You said you said you make good money. Well, I did when I was middle class, yes. Wait, so how do you define yourself now? Oh, well, now I'm, I'm formally middle class. That's what I am now. What happened? That's a good question. I'm like, I think I'm well-educated, well, um, I'm really technologically proficient, um, and I think I have a lot to bring to the table, but these employers are just like, nope. How are you supporting yourself? Well, right now I'm on public assistance. And people are like, but you just look so good. I was like, well, I still have my middle class wardrobe. <laughs> and when you say public assistance, what sort of public assistance? Literally public assistance. Like, um, that's, that's, that, that would be SNAP, that they, they, they call it now. What's called what people used to call food stamps. And then I also get um, cash benefits in addition every month. And how long has that been? Oh, it's been at least four years. So, so when, when Alice said, I feel more comfortable, she basically said she feels more comfortable stealing food for her family than she would applying for food stamps. And that was, I, when, you know what that brought up for me? It, it brought up a level of shame. Because I actually had initial shame when I went to apply for public assistance because I grew up on it. And I was just like, this is such a horrible legacy that my family is now once again on public assistance. So I think what she was dealing with was a certain level of shame. 
I think she should have actually got these benefits that, as an American citizen, she qualified for. Like, why not go out and get those food stamps? There's no shame in that. Hmm. Is there anything you learned from hearing how she told her story? Hmm. I learned how hard it is for people in this country who don't have money and some of the things that we have to do. I could So I could relate a little to what she had done because I had done some things that I wasn't proud of also. Like what? Somebody had um, delivered some Nutrisystem food for one of my neighbors, and they hadn't picked it up in a few days. And I deal with really terrible food insecurities. So I was hungry, and I took the box. Hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, this is really bad. But I was like, you know what? They'll replace it. I'm literally out of my food stamps or SNAP benefits. I don't have any food, and here's basically a box of food sitting here in my in my lobby. <laughs> like, like, so, you know, I could relate to her level of desperation. I think a lot of people, and almost everybody, has probably gone through a patch where they can't make ends meet. So I don't feel like you know, they don't, they don't understand where I'm coming from. This is Alice. I called her back to talk about the reaction to the episode. She'd read a lot of your Facebook comments, including Trevor's. And it did stick with me, and I, I've been thinking about it quite a bit. It is a little upsetting to hear from, you know, a Black person about how I'm using my, my privilege to my advantage, how it might affect them. I guess, I mean, I realized that because I'm an unassuming white woman, I can get away with everything. But I hadn't really thought about how that translates to the fact that, you know, oh, they're shoplifting. We got to, you know, follow around the black people. Alice had listened to the episode on her own, but she told me she hadn't talked to anybody about it. And she'd noticed some things by hearing how she told her story. I learned that this is going to count, sound silly, but I was, I've been into true crime podcasts and they were talking about speech patterns and the way that I was um, stuttering over uh, stealing and shoplifting and just the words that pretty much, you know, I'm confessing to it, the way I was stuttering over it, it really just it's like, oh, maybe I do feel bad about this, you know? Wow. That I thought was kind of funny, but... I, I mean, I can I can definitely see where it would seem ridiculous, especially the part where um, I was talking about not wanting to go on food stamps. Whenever I was talking about it, it made sense. But as I was listening to it, even I was like, well, that's not a very good argument. That's, <laughs> that's really dumb. <laughs> and as you, as you get ready to move to Florida, as you think about how you're going to, make it do you think do you think hearing this episode and looking at some of the responses are going to make you make different choices than you might have otherwise I mean hearing them from other people definitely 
is a different experience because it's been so private. It's just been me in my own head debating myself. You know, I need this money to make rent, but this is so wrong, you know, back and forth. But hearing it from other people, it does kind of give me that funny feeling in my gut. I don't really, it's not really exactly guilt. It's almost like embarrassment, I guess. Shame. Yeah. I don't know that it's really going to affect my choices, but I mean, like I said, my goal is once I get down to Florida to not shoplift. Like I want it to be a clean slate, you know, start fresh and just, no, do it right. That's a woman we're calling Alice. Thanks to all of you for your responses to that episode and to Alice for listening to them.